0: Hey everybody, it is June 23rd, the beginning of 2021 summer. Um, I don't know about you, but my little one, my Nehemia, who's two and a half, he just started camp today. So there's lots of transitions and, which leads me to my next guest, Chavi Glassberg, who is my sister-in-law. My, her husband David is my husband's brother and Chavi and I are great friends and she's an awesome sister-in-law and, um, I don't know if there are any sister-in-law jokes, but not with us. We are really close. and I'm actually really close with all my sister-in-laws, and maybe some of the, the other ones will come on the podcast. But Javi and I, Javi's actually joined my intuitive eating group, and we're always discussing these ideas. And Javi and David are making Aliyah in about a month. They're moving from Fairlawn to Ramat Chamesh. Super inspiring, amazing. And um, we talked about the concept of nutrition in transition. And Javi's always asking me questions about nutrition for her family, for her kids. And we're always discussing it, bouncing ideas off of each other, self-care planning, things like that. We're definitely on the same page about those things. And I thought um, nutrition and transition um, could be helpful for everyone. We're all kind of in transition right now, transitioning from school to camp. And um, there is what to be said about meal planning and self-care and nutrition, especially in these transitional times. So I think you'll really enjoy the show. If you like, if you would want to hear more episodes like this, go to my website www.ulaglassberg.com. You could sign up for a free 20-minute consultation there. Um, and my sessions are getting a little bit booked, so you would have to, um, you would maybe have to book like one to two weeks in advance. But I will definitely squeeze you in. And um, I look forward to hearing from you. And I always appreciate feedback. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out. And um, Please subscribe to this podcast as well as the YouTube YouTube channel. Follow me on Instagram at gila.glassberg.intuitiverd and have a great day. Hi, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Get Into It with Gila. I know you're going to love the content here because you will gain inspiration, powerful tools and insights, and valuable knowledge. If you want more of this, please visit my website at www.gilaglassberg.com or visit me on Instagram at gilaglassberg. I'm Gila Glassberg, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating counselor. I have come to realize by counseling many, many women that this work is much deeper and greater than food and body image. It's the bigger picture challenges we face of love, belonging, acceptance, what our true values and goals are, noticing them, addressing them, and gaining skills to move forward. If you have been struggling with what your life's purpose is, or you just feel stuck in general and don't know what's holding you back. This podcast will enlighten and inspire you to take action and move forward. This podcast is about other women in the 21st century who feel that losing weight will fix all their problems or somehow meet their unmet
1: needs. Awesome.
0: Okay. Hi, everybody. That's Welcome good. to another episode of Get Into It with Gila. I'm Gila Glassberg, and today I have Javi Glassberg, my sister-in-law.
1: Hey Javi. hello. hello. It's, I know it says Kayla, but it's
0: heavy, right? This is so
1: nice to be on here, Gila. I'm so I honored know. to be a part of your, um, what are you calling it? Like all of my your-
0: personal, kind of personal, personal podcast. Yeah. I'm a personal podcast, but well, you were actually on the podcast like a year ago.
1: Yes, I was with and your friend Ariel,
0: with right? friend Ariel, but you actually really, Javi, you really pushed me to start my business. Like you were. Yeah. Come on. Take you the credit. Are.
1: Oh, take all right I'll take, a little bit, I'll take a little bit of credit i'll take a little bit well that's why when i saw you were doing your personal podcast thing i texted you and like gila i'm game i'm yes. on i want to yes. do this yes i want to be interviewed
0: yes of course well you have so much to share anyways and also we, as we were talking about before we started recording like i feel like there are like so many like common conversations we have and like themes about like oh, like yeah. you know what i mean like we're just always oh, trying yeah. to like figure out like the best way to live
1: yeah Keila no, oh. and I have awesome conversations. I love it. Our our back and forths on WhatsApp are my favorite.
0: Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> uh, did you know that you can listen to voice notes on double speed now? So like.
1: No, I didn't yes, know that. Yes, yes. That's life changing. So when changers. people leave you a voice note that's like five minutes and forty-five seconds, you mm-hmm. can listen to it.
0: <laughs> yes. I love it. I always notes. I know whenever I look at that, I'm like, wait, I can look at that. I can listen to that at double speed. And you know, Ami like he was like, You are the only person I know who listens to voice notes at double speed. I'm like, why wouldn't I?
1: That's so smart. All right, I have to check out that setting yeah, now. Yeah. That's, you that's might cool. have
0: to you might have to re-download that.
1: Oh, really? An update? I'm not good update. about that. I know, I hear That's you. It's so interesting. It's worth it. All right, let's get yeah. into it, Gila. Let's get into it. Should I oh. say Glenn? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shh, we only mentioned that once. Okay, fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, okay. But
0: I, I will I will just say that I found the Glenn song. So if anybody wants to hear it, just joking, nobody's hearing it. Naomi will tell me. <laughs> um, but actually, I was going to say that as you were saying that we have such good conversations, if it's okay for me to mention that you are actually moving to Israel. Like in a day,
1: it is. It's very, very soon. um, God willing. So, our lift is leaving. Um, It was supposed to leave this past week on Tuesday, um, but apparently, ships are moving quicker Mm -hmm. (laughs) than anticipated. So, it is being moved to the end of the month, which is like in a week and a half. Um, and then God willing, we're going to be going the end of July, beginning of August. God willing, if all works out, um, there's just so much bureaucracy and paperwork and like all that stuff. So we're still waiting, you know, to get our official visas and all that. Um, but yeah, but we're moving this summer. It's hard
0: for me to even hear you say that. It's I know. So, so, so hard. It's so hard. It's
1: actually, it's crazy because today was my kid's last day at their school. Oh my God. And I felt like all these like little moments. Yeah. Just... And you've
0: been with that school for, which yeah. school?
1: So YBH and Passaic. So the kids started there. Yonatan, yeah, he's been there since pre-1A. We've been there for so many years. I feel like it's such a – it's so weird to like you yourself think of your transitions, right, mm-hmm. and like all the things that you're leaving behind. But then when you're, when you're doing this with kids that are getting older, it's like they're also transitioning. Like everything that they're used to and that, you know, their day-to-day, it's just, you know, it's turned upside down. So – yeah i I think they're feeling it also so it's like oh a big course. day yeah. you know like wrapping yeah. all that stuff up
0: right could you walk us through why you guys decided to to make alia oh
1: wow okay that's a I
0: know that's a big one. one that's yeah. a really loaded one whatever it share whatever really you're comfortable one. share whatever you're comfortable with.
1: It's funny because – so two weeks ago, we had our interview with the Jewish agency. So they sit mm-hmm. you down. So me and my husband, we sat down. Well, David, I don't have to say my husband to you. Right. Um, well, they, to the listeners. <laughs>
0: to the listeners, yeah. To the listeners
1: out there, whoever yeah, will yeah. listen. Yeah, um, yeah so we sat down with the Jewish agency. We had our interview, and they ask you, like, all these questions, you know, like, do you have any family in Israel? Mm. And David and I are both like, no. No. They're like, nobody? We're like, no. We're like, wow. we're the only ones. He's like, wow, trailblazers. So we're expecting you guys to come soon. We are, actually. Um,
0: like, I'm just announcing this on the podcast. No, I'm just joking. I wish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, so, yeah, so he. that was one of the questions he was asking. Like, why are you guys doing it? And it's so interesting because a lot of people will ask us and, you know, we'll say, you know, that's where the Jewish people should be. Or, you know, we, this is the best place to raise kids, of wise and for ourselves, spiritual, growth-wise, everything like that. Um and all of those answers are true. I think it's been a dream of ours since we first got married. Um, I think it was stronger in my husband than it was in me because I think that he's just a very, very idealistic, like, super passionate, like, whatever he puts his mind to. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm also in that way, but also in a more practical sense. I'm like, well, how are we going? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, a, I'm a nurse and, like, right. you're a dentist. And before then mm-hmm. he wasn't even a dentist. Like, how are we doing this? So – and also, like, things got complicated over the years. Um, like we were supposed to go like after we first got married, but then my mom got sick and it just postponed things because we didn't want to leave. And then, you know, life gets so complicated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it sort of just, you know, it kept on getting pushed like down the line. Um, and then two years ago, we just, I don't really know like what reignited. I think also, sorry, it was that we were, we were in a very transitional mode in our lives. Like we were thinking we were renting in a neighborhood that we love and we were thinking of that next step of buying and that's where we sort of just like took a step back we're like wait like if we do this that's it like we're done Mm -hmm. we're staying um so we really took a step back and we reassessed and we went to go take a pilot trip two years ago um and then since then we've just been like plowing through and trying to make it work Um, And then once Corona hit, we also like so much family time and together time at home. It really just solidifies like where your values are and what you find most important. Um, And not to say that family is not important. I know I said in the beginning, (laughs) like no one's there. This is not to the exclusion of family. Right. Um, Everybody will come and everyone, you know, Mashiach should come. We should all be living there. Mm -hmm. Um, but, But we're not running away from anything. I think we're just going to a place we want everyone to come to us mm-hmm. you know like that's mm-hmm. how I think of it you know like we're not running away from all of our family and our friends but we're kind of making like a home where people will come to you know like their right. new destination right um, that's so beautiful yeah so you guys when you
0: guys were dating you and David were dating you talked about moving to Ezra all the time like it was like somewhere so
1: so it's funny because we met when we were 17 so we were young and like yeah, and like we didn't—I don't know—like we didn't know anything. I think that I think David always had it in his mind. After I came back from Israel, I definitely had it like front and center, um, and it was definitely very important. But it's interesting, like we kind of grew up together, <laughs> so right, like right. you know, like it wasn't like we each and we kind of were like exploring that option together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, did you, grow, I,
0: did you grow up in a very like Zionistic home? Like, was it something I, did. That...
1: I mean, I went to all the schools that I went to growing up were like from from elementary school to high school, all the schools that my parents sent me to, um, I think it was a very intrinsic part of my education. So that was for sure a part of it. Um, and it was valued very much like also my family made it a point like every time we celebrated something like bar mitzvahs bat mitzvahs things like that it was always in Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, we took a bunch of family trips I think that was like it was very much ingrained in us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so interesting I don't know like none of my siblings you know I'm the youngest of five so none of my siblings have gone or have plans to um, but but maybe maybe down the road. Maybe
0: yeah maybe know. you really are like the trend they're Yeah because That's like a, yeah if you're yeah. there
1: yeah we really hope so
0: yeah and we you do have friends ever. there though
1: we do we do right? Think god so I can't say so we do have a lot of friends there um and yeah and and we're gonna make it work we're gonna make it I'm work. so
0: proud of you and inspired by you and excited for you and I'm <laughs> gonna miss you at the same time like really I know, I know. not all sister-in-laws get along you know I, I get along I, I do know. get along lucky yeah, we are, are very, very
1: lucky, I yeah,
0: have to say. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we were talking before we started recording about like the, I guess we were talking about like nutrition in transition. That's a good name. But oh, so I think that this is just
1: like that nutrition, in nutrition
0: in transition. But this is that it's true that our nutrition gets like, it's hard during transition, but I think everything is hard during transition. So no.
1: But I think this is like, this is what I wanted to ask you when we were speaking last week, when we were talking about the podcast. So I took your intuitive, eat, I took Hila's intuitive eating course. Excellent course. Excellent. Thank excellent. You. excellent. Thank so you. I always think about all the ideas, like as we're entering different stages in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just finding like my kitchen's like half packed. Right. Right. And it's, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I have like zero patience or time or energy to make dinners. Um, So they're kind of just like either piecemeal or whatever is in the freezer. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's hard because, you know, the kids don't like to be in transit. I don't like to be in transition. Like kids are still expecting the food that they always want. I'm Mm -hmm. expecting the food that I always want. And Mm -hmm. like when your stress levels are high, you don't, you don't make good choices, you know, Mm -hmm. like you're kind of eating out of just like either necessity or just like on the go. So right. I'm just curious, like, what has come up? Like how do you how do you intuitively eat when your stress levels are or just your mind is in or what I call right now is I'm in mental overload. Right. Like totally. Yeah. Like my totally. brain just keeps on like processing lists and lists like every day. Oh my god. <laughs> and and like trying to figure out Like we're going to be in our house for another two weeks and then we're going to be somewhere else. And then when we get to Israel, we're going to be somewhere else. And it's like all these, Mm -hmm. you know, lists of like what we need in all these different places. And like at the same time, like we need, I need to feed my family. Right. Like, you know, keep my house stocked and keep things running and going. Mm -hmm. And even myself, like I feel low energy. So I want to make sure that I'm eating properly. Right. You know? right,
0: right. Um, Like a vicious cycle. Like you're low energy. So you need good food, but you don't have the wherewithal to make it exactly or the ability to so it's like okay what do I do
1: right exactly so if you,
0: okay so if, if you were my client right now and or okay. and or somebody I was counseling somebody I would say like let's zone out I'm pretending to be a therapist but I'm just joking. I Like, it. let's this is what my own therapist says to me she says like let's look at the whole picture so like right now you're looking at it from like this tiny lens and now let's like move the camera back and like see the whole picture so like I always say like Um, Our eating isn't based off of like one day or one meal or one week or even one month of eating, right? So like, even if in the grand scheme of things, this um, nutritionally, this month and a half isn't going to affect you or your family's health. So, right.
1: That's a good way of looking at it. Okay. Yeah.
0: But at the same time, at the self-care, at the self-care level, it's like, you still need to eat and you need to eat foods that feel good in your body. Right. So, um, so tell me what appliances you have. Like, what are we working with? Like, okay. Do you have a microwave? Do you have. This is
1: what we left out. Yes. So our microwave is still intact. Mm-hmm. Toaster. Because mm-hmm. we can't take any appliances that don't have a specific wattage. So we're not taking uh, our toaster. Okay. What else do we have? Is it dairy? Oh, left- what did you say?
0: Is it dairy? It's dairy.
1: It's dairy. We have our oven so that's good um, but I only left out one stock pot like smaller stock pot um and then I'm just making stuff out of tins of I'm course you need right.
0: you need like a million tins right now exactly yeah
1: um and then I'm try- like even today navigating Shabbos like I had to think in my head like what would make the most minimal amount of dishes <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Totally.
1: Um, So even that. So, yeah. And then I left out the Betty Crocker because I you, love the
0: Betty Crocker. Right. The Betty, of course. But do you have a Crocker?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I influenced
0: you. I influenced you, but I was influenced by Instagram. I know. It's Betty Crocker.
1: I bought it because of you. Right. I texted you. Right. And you told me that it won't blow up it. if you dip the entire thing in the kale. Yeah, yeah exactly. Totally. Totally. Um, so we have the Betty Crocker. We have the toaster. Yes, I have a crock pot because we can't okay. take our crock pot. So right. yeah, I have a crock pot also.
0: Right, right. So off the top of my head, I mean, you're really good at meal planning, but I'm thinking like chicken, potatoes, and broccoli in a tin or in the crock pot. Right. Eat balls. Um, You might have to say like once or twice a week, fish sticks and chicken nuggets.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: you mean, know what I mean yeah Exactly. I don't know how practical it is to make breaded chicken cutlets but
1: yeah I could do the breaded
0: yeah, yeah. just because that that cooks fine in a tin yeah that's fine. Make a lot that's fine. and you can I create, know
1: because the baking sheets that comes out better it does right? come out
0: better but it's just not you just have to compromise right now yeah exactly.
1: exactly yeah
0: lots of frozen vegetables so like string beans cauliflower broccoli just put that in the oven with like olive oil salt pepper
1: right Okay, so I have to yeah. I would
0: would make a list. I would make a list right now.
1: Right now, as I'm talking to you.
0: I think so. (laughs) Should
1: I add it to my mental list that I'm making? Uh, Your mental list. What?
0: What's your mental list?
1: My mental list right now. No, meaning like I have these running lists going on in my head. Like right now, I have Shabbos going on in my head, Um, and then the list of like what I need to accomplish tomorrow in the house. Right. Um, So they're all like. Dually happening,
0: at the right? Same time. It's a lot. Is there? Is there? First of all, could you buy Shabbos takeout? I know, like, not it's not always great, but now would be the yeah, time. So I have enjoy. to say,
1: my friends here are amazing. So we're going out Shabbos lunch. I was gonna I say to Okay, lunch. I was gonna say like
0: you should probably be. This would be like where I would like muster you and say like this is self care and this is like asking for help. Like you yeah. probably shouldn't be making Shabbos.
1: We're right. So my friends have been amazing. So Friday night, just because it's late, and honestly, like I put up a chicken soup. Like that was my. You have a pot. And I had yeah, because the one stock pot that I left mm-hmm. out, because my kids were vault if we don't have chicken right. soup on Friday night. Right. Right. And I find it the easiest and just, like, Everyone whatever. Everyone will eat if it, it and
0: out. it will have protein. Yeah, exactly. Cucumbers yeah. and lemon.
1: Oh, that's right. Cucumbers, that's right. Cucumbers and lemon. It's a very secret family recipe.
0: Could you share it um, here for the first yeah, time?
1: So I slice up about, like, 45 cucumbers, or Kirby's, I should say. It's um, really 45. And I don't exaggerate. I've, I've tried it. No, no, not forty five. I, oh I do at least twenty. Oh
0: at gosh. least twenty. By the way, you're and you I, are a trend setter because Shana's like my daughter. She's like, I need to have the <laughs> Kirby's. of makes the Kirby's. Everybody <laughs> love when you make them, they just oh. So my
1: grandmother, this is for my grandmother. This is you could use Kirby's are really the best, but they're not always good. Um so you could use cucumbers, I guess, or the English cucumbers, whatever that are long, but you cut you literally you gotta peel like twenty of them. And you have to you have to slice them thin, and then you do salt and fresh lemon juice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's
0: it. How many lemons? Okay.
1: okay, so that's so if if I did if I really did like fifteen or twenty cucumbers, then I would say you got to use like four whole lemons. Wow. That's a nice amount, a lot that's of salt. And then lot. it's just as needed, but it's a very delicate recipe. That it's very
0: delicate, yes. And kids and love it. And kids, and kids fight over it. it. so
1: very refreshing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, amazing. I make it very, very often. So that's a big one. Mm-hmm. But I am. But Gila, I'm making a mental list. Okay, so I got to get frozen vegetables. That's good. I'm going to stick that right in. What are good things I can make in the Betty Crocker? Like, what are good, like, wholesome, that contain everything, like protein, carb, all that stuff?
0: I've really been liking, I don't know if you like this, but I really have been liking the, these whole wheat wraps from Aldi's, my new favorite store.
1: Ooh with,
0: yeah. with rice broccoli.
1: Okay, like oh, I had that in my freezer. Cut yeah. into
0: like the perfect bite size amount and it cooks evenly with marinara sauce and cheese just for yum. And you could do you could use egg instead if you don't want to use cheese or you could okay. do cheese and egg. Yeah, that's oh, really yum. yummy. Oh, that you can make the good. cottage cheese pancakes that I make all the oh, time. I have that recipe. I'm going
1: to do Those that are
0: delicious. Day. Those are really really delicious. I don't know if your kids would eat that. Um
1: no, I make... think they would. I think they would try it
0: you could make ravioli in it. I saw this on Naomi Nachman's um, page on Instagram that you yeah. like boil water in the Betty,
1: Yeah. And
0: you add the ravioli. Will you, will, you, will you guys eat ravioli?
1: My kids are not such ravioli people to be honest. I don't know. Okay no, so you can make really. a lasagna.
0: Can you make a lasagna in your in your yeah. and then you're going to need to make some salmon. Yeah. It's really easy.
1: Yes, I could do salmon. I got some frozen, fi- like I got flounder. I don't know, Shmuel likes flounder. One of my kids oh. likes flounder. He's oh, wow. so funny. Um, so random. Yeah. Um, so I have to do those. But yeah, I, just, I have to do it like tonight.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: today was their last day of school. Did your kids finish school yet?
0: Chemi's um, done. So yesterday was his last day. And then yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we are surviving by the minute right now. And, and nothing's that's, even. That's yeah.
1: what it is. Gila, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. It's surviving by the minute. It was so funny. So I was just on the phone with David. He's driving home now from work. So he gets home. Wait, so you're funny. a
0: nurse. He's a dentist. You live in Fairlawn. I forgot to introduce you. Yes. You have five kids. Okay. You're making yes. all, yeah. Okay. Yes. yes. Nice.
1: And so Wednesday nights, David works very, very late. And he doesn't get home. Well, every night he doesn't usually get home for bedtime. But he, but tonight he just happens to come home super late. So he's driving now. So I was just talking to him on the phone. So I was telling him about like the whole routine at night. And I was saying to him, like, I just couldn't, like, make dinner for – like, I, I made dinner for the kids and whatever. But I said, like, I, I didn't feel like my dinner was what I really wanted to eat. Um, like, I, I just didn't feel satiated. So he was like to me, well, I think it's, like, all about prepping. Mm-hmm. Just like I was like you're right, to Devi. But mm-hmm. like, when should I prep? I'm mm-hmm. like, when the kids get home from the bus at 12:30, or when Reva mm-hmm. wakes up from her nap, or mm-hmm. when, I'm like, right. what if you want me to prep? Right. Um, so it's it's really I, I find that that dynamic at night. Like I can get the kids' food. Like I feel like I made them a really good dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. Like what chicken drumsticks. And mm-hmm. I, I want to hear what I mean. Of course. So, so, okay. I had chicken drumsticks, just like roasted, really yummy, like all the kids like it, hot dogs cuz my boys need another option. Mm-hmm. Um and then, and just cut up cucumbers, like really mm-hmm. simple, uh, mm-hmm. but refreshing. Oh, and we got in like the food bags, like that you get the food boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how this is like a universal thing I now. No, it's hilarious. The food boxes. It's
0: hilarious.
1: Um, we got these like baguettes that the kids love, so they mm-hmm. were going nuts over them with their hot dogs. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was their dinner, but like it didn't really like interest me so much. Right. You know? Right. Right. right now.
0: Hi, David. Want to come on the podcast?
1: But, um.
0: Okay, I can sit down. Yeah. Yeah, totally but I, I I
1: didn't feel like it was what I wanted. You know, right. like I didn't right. feel like it was satisfying for me. But so what, did like, do? know, like, what did you do? It's ten forty five. What did you say?
0: What did you do? It's ten forty five.
1: What did I do? What do you mean? Did you eat? Oh, so yeah, so I ate with them, but then afterwards I just like wasn't satiated, so like right. I went and I had an ices,
0: right. Like, right right
1: <laughs> i had everything else under the sun you
0: know right right it just feel i feel like um i'll just tell you this that i probably did tell you this but i i i had a session with Sarah Hannah radcliffe like i did a few sessions with her right i told you that yeah. she's so i was telling her like it was this was last summer and i was like i'm just super overwhelmed and she was she was like okay tell me about what's going on i was like i have a house i have three kids i'm married i have a business and um I try to cook you know like all that type of stuff she's like there's just too many things on your plate right and like we've had this conversation before but like she is like a therapist of like 30 years and like sees the gamut of people and their lives so and she was saying that so I felt like I could trust her and but I even countered her and I said like but I know so many women who do more than me like you right and have more kids than I do
1: No, but everybody has a different, I feel like everyone always likes to say that, like, oh, but that person, but it's not, because I feel like everyone, it's all nuanced, you know what I'm saying, like, everyone has a different set of, of responsibilities, you know, and a different set of, like, you know, what works for them, what doesn't work for them, or whatever, I, I think, no, I think everybody has it, like, over the top.
0: (laughs) Right, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, like, we've had this conversation before, but like, you, you usually wake up with your kids, right, and then you're with them all day and you're working from home and you have a baby and then you do bedtime. Like, I don't do that. Like if we're going to come, not to compare, I'm just saying to compare in that situation, like I don't do that. Like, so How
1: do you get
0: away with that? No kidding. (laughs) The way that I get away with it is because I said to Ami like I can't do the morning by myself, and he was like, "Okay, let me see where I could come home." So like we literally like I wake up at seven. He leaves in the morning earlier. I wake up at seven twenty. I get Chana to the bus by seven forty-five, and then like I'm like, "Okay, I'm done." Until he gets home at eight. Like I just I don't go back to sleep, but like I I'm like I can't have anyone in my room when I'm getting dressed because like the will just come in and out and whatever, and I just like be my space. So he'll come home from like eight to eight thirty, and like get the boys ready, but then I'll, if like he has to leave at 8.30 or 8.40, I'll wait with some comfort the bus if it didn't come yet. And then I take Nehemi to school. So we Got sort it. of like split it up.
1: Got it. No. So, so, okay. So correction. Mornings, David is here. Okay, so it's fine. not, I'm not by myself. I, I don't do the bus run.
0: So I he does like... everything in the morning?
1: Yeah. And I've even, you'd be very, very proud of me. I've even offset, I don't do lunches anymore.
0: I was going to ask you about lunches.
1: <laughs> or snacks. <laughs> Cause it used to Ugh. be like at night, I'd be like, I gotta get this in their bags, I gotta whatever. But I'm like, no, I could relinquish it. It's right. fine. Like relinquish I don't need to do it exactly.
0: So who does it?
1: Tavi so does it in the morning.
0: Okay, so you were probably feeling like he can't do it in the morning, cause. I hope I'm not throwing Lani under the bus, but Lani told me the same thing. Yes. <laughs> our other sister, Lani, yes, does the morning and he does, he does lunches in the morning. I don't know if they still do this, but I for sure stalked her for her routine also. Cause that's all we love to do. And then yes. she said that she's like, I would never be able to do it in the morning. Cause she also said she's not a morning person. Like I'm quoting right. her, but, but she's like, yes, just get it done in the morning. Like I would also never like Shayna is, like, a little picky about what I sent her for lunch. So, like, okay. I'm always a little nervous to pack it the night before, because I just don't want to, like, n- her not to eat it. So, like...
1: You mean what, you want her to look at it before it goes in? No, to the, to the
0: I, I, or- I pack her lunch in the morning, because at night, she might not be in
1: the mood for what <laughs> <laughs> I hear it. All right, I hear it. Every kid has their thing,
0: yeah. I know. Sure. I know. And, like, she kind of messed with her schedule, Corona, because, like, before Corona, she got hot lunch at school. <gasps> and after that, it was, like... It was really hard. But you relinquished that control, which I am very proud of you.
1: I was very proud of myself also. Even though, I'll tell you, and I even relinquished it, even though my kids come home and complain sometimes Mm -hmm. that – I feel bad that that's, blame it
0: on just blame it on the No, no, no. Perfect. That
1: Tatsy doesn't pack all the right, right. things. That's okay because right. Right. whatever, I bear the brunt of it when they get home. But right. I still, I, I, can't handle it. I've like, re- reached a max that night, and I can't do it anymore. So it's, sure. it is what it is. And then, so that's a victory
0: yeah. because, like, because probably for you, I know we talked about this a lot. Like people pleasing and stuff, you would be like probably are so super tempted to just take back that role.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh you, for sure. You know that but, you
0: cannot. It's not worth
1: it. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't have the energy anymore to do it at night. I'm done. Right,
0: right. You're done.
1: Um, yeah, totally, totally done. Right. Um, and I, th- yeah, I'm kind of waiting for that point where I think the kids should probably like
0: make their own the lunch. Right.
1: You're like, when did you start making your lunch for school? Like, oh, I was, I was taking care of myself that. when I
0: was like five. You know, but right. no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. But I'm one of nine in my house. There was, I remember there was like a lunch assembly line, right. and like, you know, what we would take for lunch, we would literally melt butter. I'm not kidding. We would take butter and melt it like melt it a little bit in the microwave so it was like spreadable and spread it yeah. on bread and that was like our lunch like a bread or a, a, a bread a butter oh, sandwich and that was it and like we made it for ourselves like probably like I don't know like by third fourth grade and so then was so different than us snacks. like
1: all of us had cream cheese on rye bread like that right. was our lunch every single day
0: right and it's then different. you'd grab like there was probably like a hundred snack bags you would grab your snacks
1: yeah and call it a day. For kids sure. The could do
0: that. The kids could do so that.
1: So I was, I really think, like, I'm trying to think, definitely by fifth grade, I was responsible for my mm-hmm. own lunches. Mm-hmm. So, I think so you're we have to reinstate care. that. Yeah. You're I think we are. have to reinstate that. Yeah. going, you know? Once
0: Jonathan starts doing it, I'm sure Kayla will follow suit. Like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, I yeah. I feel like it's
1: just, it, right, they have to start it. Like, I bet you Shayna could most probably, no? Most probably do her lunches. She
0: could, but I feel like that she wants me to do. So. She does.
1: Okay. she's only in
0: second grade so maybe next year maybe next year right. I would pre- help her help her do it it's so funny the things that I end up packing her because like one day I'll pack her like a noodle soup and like the next day I'll pack her like a quinoa salad <laughs> but it just <laughs> depends like she likes I her like that. Likes whole... she'll take the quinoa salad that's
1: awesome she'll ask me for it like I'll have
0: awesome. like but it will be like a very basic salad she likes black beans She like Chickpeas, like it will be like let's say like a handful of lettuce and like quinoa left over from dinner the night before and like whatever veggies I have and like a little container. She likes being like an adult, a little container of the thing of the dressing.
1: Of the dressing. Oh, yeah, better. she doesn't True. like
0: tuna, but she'll eat the quinoa. Okay. So, so she she'll she'll, she'll take that, but that's definitely like labor intensive. Um, like I don't really, yeah. but sometimes she'll take cream cheese on a sandwich. That's easy, but she doesn't but. want to take anything that's with melted cheese that will be like not hot.
1: It's hard. So it is. There. Very picky when it comes to like, because the melted cheese gets hard sometimes. Right, right. Which I
0: get. I get. I get it.
1: What's your yeah. What's your take on these bento boxes for the kids? What's your? I just think, you think it's so
0: them? annoying to clean each compartment. Like,
1: so that I agree. It's like so expensive.
0: Like, you don't need that. But no, I'm,
1: yeah. I mean, they make imitation, like knockoff ones that you can get. But mm-hmm. I'm just curious. Like, do you think that it really promotes more of like, you know? more diverse eating for kids or it's really just like for adults to make them feel better that they're packing like 45 different little things for their kids in the box or 45 45
0: is your favorite number tonight I noticed (laughs) um this is what I think about the bento boxes first of all I never had it so I can't speak from personal experience I see it on Instagram a lot but I will say that Um, you know how, you know, my whole take on like the division of responsibility and everything. And I think there is so much nuance to it, but I feel like that, like the, I feel like the worst thing to do for our kids is to like have anxiety around their eating, whether we think they're eating too much or too little. I feel like that perpetuates like an unhealthy relationship with food. So like, like I used to, before all this stuff, I would never buy noodle soup and send it. I would be like, where's your protein? Right. Where's your vegetable? Where's it? But like, I'm like, it's it's really not a big deal like when she comes home I'll give her a salad and if yeah. she's in the mood to eat it she'll eat it and if not not and I'm providing like it's not cool at school to eat to eat vegetables or fruits I know. so like what I'm going to force her to like so but like she'll eat it at home you know like I'll provide it as much as I can right. or like she really likes smoothies for breakfast so if I'm like yeah if i'm like we bought like we really bought like cute smoothie cups from amazon and we bought a new blender so we because once i make one for her everybody wants
1: yeah so
0: so i feel like i feel like um just like doing your best you know trying to provide like a balanced meal and like i feel like you do not need a bento box for it like put it in as a right. box and like but i don't know Like maybe i would change my mind if i had it but personally i do feel like it's a little gimmicky
1: right right i know I was thinking because I was contemplating because I got into a little bit of a rut with like the lunches and everything and I'm like maybe if I change it up a little bit you know like a cute little Mm -hmm. compartment thing and the kids got excited about it but I know you're right like they I feel like they see their kids other kids in the class bringing noodle soup like why do they want my uh you know and um you know yeah no I
0: know I remember that like whatever you can probably figure out but one of my kids like I would send her or her I only have one girl I would when she was really little I would send her like noodles and um salmon and like broccoli and all the stuff she would eat at home but like it was That's not happening at, at school it That's was not happening thing. at school yeah so it like, was like she's leftover fanciest,
1: she's probably the fanciest girl in school you know like
0: the, the my big fat greek wedding muskaka yeah. yeah like oh, you okay. just <laughs> you can't be that person like you have to you have to send your kid normal lunches because
1: oh totally 100 percent. Totally, totally. yeah. no you're absolutely right then mm-hmm. my next question for you is what are your thoughts on end of year parties in school
0: which are mm-hmm. rampant
1: right. my kids have literally come home every day with like their mouths are blue they have all these treats left over in their bags they're like fighting over it you know, they want to finish it all. To me, it looks nauseating at this mm-hmm. point. Like, it's mm-hmm. just the of treats. Right. But the teachers, I get it why the teachers do it. They want to make the kids feel like, oh, this is the end of the year. This is so right. exciting. But like, right. why does it always need to be centered on junk or whatever right. I want to call it junk? On, right. You know, on, on this type of food, let's right.
0: say. Right. I guess it's just like, I think that there is like, there like, there is more play food at school than I would like to see just because I feel like, if everybody's eating it, of course, your kid's going to want to eat it, right. like, I, I feel like that's, but I also try not to, like, I really try not to stress about it, because I feel like, like I, like I said before, the more we feel, like, anxious about it, the I feel like it puts our kids, they, they feel anxious, like, I think you could, we decide the what, the where and the when, and they decide how much and if any, but if they come home with a huge bag of candy, you could still, yeah sort of make a rule about it you could say like I'm so excited for you that you have candy but we're having dinner in an hour and I don't want you your belly to be full you could pick two and then save it for tomorrow you know and my kids are like possessive like where is it where are you putting it (laughs) and it's like and a lot of times they forget about it a lot of times they they forget it about it when I do this they count it okay so they (laughs) so they count it but But but, yeah right but you know what let them celebrate let them use that food to celebrate and like if they're counting it it means Well, if they're counting, it it means that it really is very important to them. And, like, you could tell them, it's your food. I'm not taking it away from you. Try really hard not to use the word junk food. It's really confusing for kids. It's, like, it's junk, but you're giving it to me. And I would even, like, let them celebrate with it, you know?
1: I know. I probably made a really big mistake. I I keep calling it. At one point this week, I was getting so fed up. I was like, I'm not letting you eat that garbage. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: That's don't probably worry the worst
1: thing you could say to a kid don't worry i i've <laughs> had garbage no, I'm kidding. i mean it's not it is garbage
0: well you have a belief system around this food that it is garbage like we we've talked about that right like you yeah. grew up in a house that was very centered around like um nutritious eating right so yes. like you do yes. have you do have a belief system that it's garbage but like I just, to, yeah. I just had this i just had this to a client i don't know if it's helpful but if i i like to like really neutralize food and think about it like in the crab cycle Right, so like the Krebs cycle is like everything eventually turns to um, protein, carbs, right, fat, and produces ATP. So like if you even even candy, right, like you would if you had nothing else to eat, you would survive on candy because it would give you glucose, right? Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, if you were in a desert and all you had was like pizza or candy or um or like like those energy drinks that are like quote unquote garbage, but they're not really garbage; they're really nutrients. So like yeah, right. So people say like. Oh, it's garbage. Like, it doesn't have any nutrition. It really does have a lot of nutrition. It might not be the balanced amount of nutrition that you would want for your kids, but like, let's try to neutralize that because there is a place for it.
1: Interesting. Okay. I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. That's an interesting point. So, neutralizing it. I also find it so interesting. I'm sure there's so much psychology on this, also, because like you were saying, you're one of nine. Mm -hmm. So, as you go down like the list of kids, Like, you find that – like, it's so funny. Like, your oldest – I bet you shouldn't even know what a lolly was or even seen it or whatever until he was, like, who knows how old, right? Right. Like, like, I don't think my oldest had any sort of junk food until he was five or six. Mm -hmm. And, like, my two-year-old yesterday – she got hold of a lolly and like she was going to town it was like wow this is amazing right and like i couldn't even take it away from her and i was feeling so so guilty about it because like Mm -hmm. the other kids were never exposed to that stuff Mm -hmm. so it's just interesting also i find like where you fall in the lineup also probably has a big effect on like your i guess like your stance on food right Mm -hmm. or like Mm -hmm. your exposures to food or like what you're used to you know
0: Right, right. I mean, yeah, Shana didn't have candy till she was like three and I was like <gasps> horrified. And then like Nikami was like born with a lolly in his mouth, you exactly.
1: know?
0: <laughs> and he like literally I find him like eating candy off the floor. Like he's yeah. just really funny. But like do you remember like a few months ago or even like a year ago or two, like I put on Instagram like that video I gave Nikami a cake and broccoli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was was really eating both. And that was like really, really cool. And I can't say that I always do that. And I can't say I don't have my moments where I'm like, (gasps) like feeling that panic. Like they just ate like five lollies and like whatever. But I really do try to stay like reframe it like, okay, for dinner, maybe I'll give them something like with a little more nutrients, like, and I'm going to try to be calm because this is what's going to neutralize food for them. Like I want, I always try to think about the end result When when my kid is 18 years old and no longer living under my rule. How will they walk into a kiddish and eat? And if you force them not to eat candy, they will be stuffing their face with candy. And if they're not, it's because they decided on their own, not because of what you taught them.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, you're right. That's true. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's why I could probably polish off an entire box of Gushers because we were not allowed to have candy. Right. Right, right. Oh, that's and it. at the
0: same time, you really do like nutritious food because you were exposed to yummy, good. I do. Yeah, yeah food. totally,
1: totally. Like okay. homemade, really delicious, right. good, like nutritious food. Yeah, right, right, totally. Right. So I definitely have that value. Right. Um, and on the other side of it, yeah, I could go for a good roll up. Oh,
0: totally, yeah. totally, one hundred percent. It's interesting, like the foods that we demonize, like that we—I know that's a strong word, but like the foods that we like, <laughs> that we like. Like, say, like, that's garbage, that's junk that belongs in, like, the garbage, don't bring that near me, don't eat that. It's, like, the food that the kids naturally, like, gravitate towards because they feel, like, they really feel restricted. You see that result.
1: Right. You think so? It's just so interesting. Like, they come out with so much... Mm-hmm. Like I can't even. Well, but I you, like you
0: that. look nauseated. So like,
1: yeah, that, it is nauseating. <laughs> like on Shavuot, The
0: kids know that. The kids know that. You know what I'm they saying? They
1: see it, right? What, and that makes them gravitate towards it more. No, I'm
0: just, I'm just trying to get you to like explore that a little bit more. Like, you when you like when you're visualizing a bag of their candy, you just look nauseous. So like. Why? Why it had a squeezer.
1: Nauseous. It was a squeezer of mm-hmm. like it looked like an applesauce squeezer, but
0: right, but it, it was dead. sugar.
1: It was just sugar,
0: right? When like, you were eight, would you have eaten that?
1: Emulsified or I don't know. Like it was gooey. It was and it like they were just like like a push pouch of sugar. Right,
0: right. When you how were how did they you? come up with that? <laughs> they probably interviewed an eight-year-old. When you were eight, would right. you would you? <laughs> You good think, point. yeah, yeah if, if you were eight years old would you have wanted to eat that you think
1: I don't think so to no. be honest that doesn't that doesn't appeal to me really I don't think my eight-year-old self would have uh, would have would have liked In to, to, to that. be honest yeah right right so I remember
0: I when concerned. I was a kid I was really into those remember those like lollipops that were paintbrush and the inside was like sugar that was like the paint and I was like the, oh, so was cool uh the,
1: the poof the fizz fizz pops
0: right no it was like a gigantic lollipop but it was looked like a a a paintbrush like gigantic and then there was a little tub of like powder that looked like the paint and I remember like coveting it like I was so envious of anyone who had it because it was probably also like expensive and like disgusting like not disgust. I don't mean disgusting like garbage I mean like it's like how do you eat a whole lolly in a day so you have to like leave your licked lolly in (laughs) there
1: Know, then you put it in a Ziploc, yeah, yeah, but then yeah, the Ziploc yeah. gets disgusting. Yeah, I know it's a yeah, whole it's a whole yeah. science behind it. I know. No, really? I was thinking of the fizz pops.
0: Yeah. Also I
1: mean, same idea, same idea, like yeah. a chalky yeah. type yeah. Of, yeah. of lolly. And then you dip it into a bag of powdered sugar. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I don't really like, I don't really like those. I found that they were too sweet, but I will say, I want to explore this whole like disgust that you have around this candy. Is it, is it, is, if it was a bag of jelly beans or a bag of, any other type of candy, fruit rollups? Would you feel nauseated? No.
1: Okay, so it's and the it's specific to type. To yeah.
0: Okay, it's the specific type of candy that's grossing you out.
1: Yeah, because I think they took it to the next level. I think mm-hmm. they've like they they've taken candy and they've like just made it gooier and grosser than it mm-hmm. already is. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. so that's why, like, when I look at it, I don't know. I guess like the sugar content has just gone up
0: exponentially. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I hear you. I hear you, and you feel like the sugar is really bad for the kids.
1: Yeah. Right. No, it is. Can't be good. <laughs> You're yeah. like, I don't know. It may not be so bad because it ends up being protein and carbs. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no,
0: I'm like more like the more anxious I feel about it, the more they like.
1: They feed off of it, right? The,
0: yeah. Or like when they see yeah. it, they're like, Can I have it. Can I buy it? Can I get it? And I'm like, okay, it's like not such a big deal. Like, like, and, and also like I really do see with my, I guess. I guess like I see with my kids that they're they're much more prone to trying things or like, like I know one of my kids said to me, like, I'm in the mood of like real food. And and she didn't mean like versus fake food. She just was hungry for a meal or like, do you want to eat? Do you want this piece of whatever it was? And she was like, I want to eat first. I want to have my meal first. And I was like, wow, this is, it's not because I'm doing something so great or whatever. It's just like, I'm allowing space for like her to pay attention to like her fullness. Like I know she has said to me before, like, This is really yummy, but I'm really full. And like, right? And like, it's it definitely doesn't that doesn't always happen. But like, so Uh the times when it doesn't happen, I'm like, hey, like generally speaking, she's, they're all like in touch with their. I'm trying to teach them to be in mindfulness and that all foods can fit, and we could use food like food's really yummy, and it's we could use it as a way to celebrate. But like, then we could also move on, you know? Right.
1: Right. I think also something that I'm nervous about is that the whole transition like we were talking about before, because in Israel there's gonna be very different foods. Mm-hmm. Not like very different, but I just feel like it's not gonna be it's not gonna be so much the snacks, I guess, that they're used to just like little things. I feel like mm-hmm. it's gonna be different. Like it's right. not the same foods available at all the times. It's not that There's like a food shortage, but I'm saying, right, you know, right. like just like their seasons are different, like their fruits and vegetables work on different seasons.
0: Right, um, right.
1: I just feel like navigating the whole food system, like I'm nervous for myself also, you know, mm-hmm. like figuring out, you know, I'm so used to the way that I shop here and the way that I right. prepare here and right. then transferring that, you know, over with the kids mm-hmm. and figuring out systems for them. You know, right. right. Um, and how to navigate that. Right. Um, it was so funny because one because one of my kids made a comment to me. He overheard that in Israel, they only allow you to bring this. Is, I don't think this is true. I mm-hmm. um, haven't verified it, though, that okay. they only allow you to bring wafers to school Mm as a snack Mm -hmm. to like even the playing field like nobody's allowed to bring anything else Mm -hmm. he was like mortified that's
0: so Israel by the way though because like we were talking about I know this has nothing to do with the food but like like we were saying like wants versus needs like that's so Israel that like people do not I mean I don't really know just from a year in seminary I haven't been there in so long but just from what I hear it's like just simpler like yeah you know like here it's like We have all this like fancy candy, Um, but I think that that, there's like
1: different, like I I walk down the snack aisles and there's so many different chips and this and that. And yeah, so I feel like this kind of evens the playing field and everyone just brings the same thing. Right. Um, So So I don't know.
0: I'm not sure. I hear that. I don't know how this is going to play out for you. Your kids are still relatively young. And this is probably like if you were a client, I would say this is going to be trial and error for you. Like I would say maybe talk to a friend who has already moved to Israel. What's, what is her grocery grocery list look like? How long did it take her kids to transition to Israeli food? Because your kids will have to adjust. And that's going to be super interesting for you to see because like when there isn't the food that they like available, they will end up eating something. It might take a month or two months or three months, but they're not going to starve. Right. So you're going to really see like that. I've I've said this to clients, like exposure is the key. So like what happens a a kid, um, let's say they used to eat chicken on the bone. Right. And then they slowly stop eating it. So the mom stops providing it and then they get frustrated when it is available and the kid won't even look at it. The kid won't even look at it because the mom stopped exposing them to it. So the key right. is exposure, exposure, exposure. I think I read that a kid could taste the food like up to twenty times before they like it, but they could, they could be exposed to it like a hundred times. Like mm-hmm. a mom said to me, like they will be really, really angry if the broccoli is even on the table. I'm like, so put it in the kitchen and put it on your plate. Just model that you're eating it, and like, oh, even if they'll touch it, even if they'll smell it, it's a goal.
1: Right, right. I hear that. I hear that. That's interesting because I also have I try to do that a lot more now. Um, based off of what you told me the division of responsibility and like I'll have a safe food on the table, mm-hmm. you know that I know each kid will like. Um, but I also have a really hard time with kids putting food on their plate and then wasting it.
0: Mm-hmm. And not. Mm-hmm. Eating it. Oh, so if, if that's, if that's happening, by the way, like, I always say these rules are tweakable to your family. So like, if that's happening, you might have to intervene and say like, mommy's going to give you food, because I know around how much you eat. And when I start to see that you're able to portion the food the way that like you're going to eat it, um, then I'll let you not because I don't want you to eat so much, but because I don't want to waste food. And that's totally fine.
1: Right. So that's what I was curious about, because I know that a big part of division of responsibility is that the kids serve themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not mm-hmm. supposed to be portioning. but You yeah, could. Like-
0: you totally could. The gold standard is like that family style. But if they're too little to really know their portion, you yeah. totally could.
1: Right. Oh, interesting. Cuz yeah. that really frustrates me like I'll do that now for dinner time. I used to stand in the kitchen and like I'd allocate for each kid, but mm. now I just bring all the plate like right. all the platters to the table. I let everybody take and it just like irks me because some of their eyes are bigger than their stomach right. and like right. nothing or they're t- or they're like trying to like try something new, but they're not going to eat it, right? But if they put it and... on
0: their plate, that's a really big step, even if they're not going to eat it. So, like right. you could say, you could put it out on the plate on the table so that they see the food and they're exposed to it, the smell, and watching somebody else eat it. But you could say, like for your kids, who you're who you're seeing that they're wasting a lot of food, like I'm going to portion it, or like how about you take like three at a time, and then if you want more, take.
1: Right, right. But so
0: just like just because oh, you don't want you, you don't can want start that. them off. Yeah, because you just don't want them to waste it, and that's a, that's an okay lesson to teach to your kids, you know.
1: Right, right, for sure. Yeah, dinner time is very interesting here. Mm-hmm. Very, very mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Good. you're you're work you're working on implementing the division of responsibility. It's still like a yeah. work in progress, so yeah. it's hard.
1: How long does it take usually? No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't have a time, and it really depends. It depends
1: I hear. No, it's really depends what, what you're doing. Yeah. Especially when you have very, very, very different levels of eaters. Right. Um, and kids that are more, that are more verbal than others about what they like and dislike, mm-hmm. you know? hmm So, so it definitely, yeah, it could definitely create a very chaotic system at the table. Right, right, um, right. It's definitely worth it though. Like what you just said, I think that it definitely promotes, um, like exposure and promotes trying new things, which yeah. is good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's, it's, it takes a lot of, takes a lot of work, work and effort.
0: Yeah, it yeah. does. Um, Javi, it's 10.13 and I'm just going to practice some good 11, stuff. 11.13. Oh my gosh, 13. it's 11.13 and we could do, um, we could do a part two or a part five and I'm happy to have you come back. And once you make Aliyah, you're going to have to come on and we'll do an do Aliyah love, series. I have so many
1: questions for you. It's fine. I'll send you the questions afterwards and then you could do a q a No,
0: no, I'm let's fine. do, let's do five to seven more minutes.
1: No, 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 you're right. No, well, no,
0: I'm no, I didn't know you had more questions. I feel
1: really. No no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I they're they're all written in my head. So I could ask okay, them to you at any point. I also just heard about Sheva upstairs. So okay, I great. know that my time is. Imminent. Yeah. Um. Do you do something at the end of your podcast? Like, do you do those questions? Like, uh, you know, like the Meaningful Minute podcast. At the end, so the I'm questions.
0: not. I'm not like as cool as them. You have, to, you have to come up with. I questions I end. have some, some good questions. I don't know. You could be my first person. I have some really okay. good questions. Hey. Awesome. Go for it. Um. Okay. Wait. This is going to be a beginning question, but what's your earliest memory around food? good one right Ooh, that's
1: a really good question yes that's a really good i question. start some
0: sessions like that like my first session with a new client my
1: earliest memory around food that's a great question um okay this is going to be really weird really mm-hmm. really weird mm-hmm. but this is one of my first memories so my family was very big into ordering chinese food on sunday super mm-hmm. big and we made it into a really big deal and everybody got their own portions. We went to Fairlong. It's funny. We actually came to Fairlong right. to get Chinese because
0: right. Fairlong has Great. the best Chinese, right? Best
1: Chinese, even though my brother will say it's chopsticks and neck okay. And he, we would every Sunday. That was our thing. And I remember my ninth birthday. Um, so this is a little bit later, I guess, as of a mm. memory. I remember my ninth birthday. Um, that was my like. It was just like this special treat on that Sunday. Like, we celebrated my birthday, and I just, like, have this memory of these, like, big Chinese bags with, like, egg rolls and wontons um, and, like, all this stuff. It's yeah. really good.
0: Yeah. and probably- A lot of my
1: food memories center around my birthday. That mm-hmm. I know.
0: Mm-hmm. that's just,
1: like, happens to be, um, like, one of – that, like, I feel like the two are always linked. But isn't yeah. that weird? That's the first thing that pops into my head?
0: No, it's not. It's, like, Chinese food is very nostalgic for you. You had the Sunday thing. Family memories. Delicious food. Oh, yeah. I, also, I love
1: chinese food i love, I love chinese, chinese food, food. he doesn't like chinese food um, i never could get it anymore
0: you could get it for yourself
1: i know i know i yeah, should yeah. i think not worth it you know if it's just yeah for
0: me. no it is totally worth it and i totally get myself chinese food all the time so we have to before you <laughs> when you come here we're getting chinese food that's right and the husbands will hang out
1: okay um, that's good they could go somewhere else
0: go somewhere else. I have another really good question. If okay. You want, if you this is your the-
1: second question, Gila. Now you have a yeah. whole repertoire. Okay, now thanks. you're
0: gonna now you're gonna be my accountability to do this, but um, okay. I think it was what's your favorite intuitive eating principle? But you probably don't remember them, but I could help you if you want.
1: Oh, no. Okay, let's see. Um oh I don't know if this is a principle per se, but I love the idea. I think you told it to me once about the food police mm-hmm. and right. like you're not really in trouble mm-hmm. if you like you said something to me in the sense of like you're not really in trouble if you eat something or you didn't like commit a crime you know right. like where we right. talk to ourselves as if we've like committed Killed some like, grand right. aggression you know right. um, transgression yeah. um is that what the food police is yeah challenging about is the
0: food police you're... no no, you got it challenging the food police like
1: okay, okay. i like Great. that
0: and then um i think i, I have it written down somewhere on my like 500 million things that I want to implement in my business. But okay. um, what is your favorite thing to do for self-care? Oh, okay. These are great questions, right?
1: These are great questions. So now you have to bring all your other people back on and ask them these questions. Gila, I like these.
0: Awesome. I'll do that. Okay.
1: My <laughs> next time that you have. My 501
0: have. Uh, will be on my to-do list. Yes.
1: Okay. Got it. <laughs> okay. Well, wait. So this was, what would you say one more time?
0: What's your favorite self thing to do for self-care?
1: It's my favorite thing to do for self-care. Mm. Shopping.
0: Great. That's I, awesome.
1: like, I like retail therapy.
0: Amazing. They get it in before you move.
1: Yeah, exactly. I really I really enjoy it. It makes me feel good.
0: Okay, good. And, <laughs> and usually I say like, you know, because you're very famous and I'm going to post this on Instagram and tag you. Where can people find you? What's your handle on Instagram?
1: Where's my handle? I don't do anything on Instagram other than watch my sister-in-law Gila, um, mm-hmm. and her stories. So I don't, I don't even know what my name is on Instagram. But you don't have to look for me. You could just, I, I, I'm not, I'm not anybody or anything. Uh, oh,
0: <laughs> DM me about Chavi, and I will. I'll, exactly. I like I, if you
1: want to make Aliyah, if yeah. you want to be a registered nurse who works yeah. in Israel,
0: Chavi is the nicest yeah. person I know. I'm just saying that really so if seriously you wanna, if
1: you want to reach out to another yeah. nice yeah yeah all
0: these things. Yeah,
1: yeah just yeah. contact gila and you could and you could get through to me
0: okay thank you so much for coming on this was awesome this was
1: awesome you're amazing i oh, hope many people you. listen to this
0: oh of course like you're famous so <laughs> thank you all so much for being here on my podcast get into it with gila if you'd like to learn more about what i do and what intuitive eating is Please visit my website at www.gilaglassberg.com or follow me on Instagram at Gila Glassberg. Thank you so much. Have a great day.